Are you ready? Starting now? (laughs) (laughs) Now you just messed it up, you knob. It sounds like to me that our conversation is almost right on right on spot right now. So Yeah, it does. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> Just to get used to that. A. Yeah, fucking A back at you. Yeah, right. totally. This is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. Um, You know, when I was thinking about it, we should probably introduce... Because I had one person say they couldn't figure out which one of us was which. (laughs) Um, All right. I'm Bill. And you are? I am Mike. How you doing? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? Oh, wait, wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, sooner or later you guys will recognize our voices. He's the he's the bald bearded guy on the on the scrawny one. So and we'll figure right. out you guys can figure out all that stuff. So but uh <clears throat> yeah, we had a little bit uh, a little pre show conversation and once again had some technical difficulties. Mike Always. has a new mic. Yeah, I do. Mike has a new mic and headphones, so I actually think you're. Uh, I think we're both. We'll sound a little bit better. So, yeah, so I yeah. Think we sh- yeah, we should be good. But um, all right. So first of all, I have some stats from the last week, and then we're going to get to a an individual that contacted us that we have on our sponsor page. I'll read something about that person. Uh, nice. But first of all, stats. So as of and actually, we were at four hundred and eleven. We got one more follower in the time that it took for you to eat your. <laughs> uh, so we, got, we now have uh, 412 followers on Instagram. Nice. Uh, from yeah, from our um, podcast page, 232 uh, individual plays on the podcast itself. What do you think is the? Because it breaks it down by episode two. What do you think is the most popular, the most plays on an episode so far? I, I, the last one <laughs> are we you building know, that one, yeah that one actually has um in the figure in the last what seven days or six days that has 27 but the the most popular one so far is episode four uh which mm-hmm. has which our, our first 30 days has 39 plays so i thought that was nice cool. cool yeah so i mean we talked about that one a little bit last week, so I'm wondering if people went back to it. But one way or the other, you know, obviously, hey, keep doing what you're doing, man. <laughs> right. Hit that play button. Right. So last week I had mentioned the website had 150 visits. I was wrong on that. It was like 130 or 132 because I had looked a couple of days after that. But we've had 157 visits now to the website. And mm-hmm. then what they're calling events. So once somebody gets to it, what, you know, how many pages or whatever. So 340 events so people are clicking around the website which is cool and then um, our largest age group is still (laughs) the 45 (laughs) the 59 that's at 55 percent we've we have one percent in like the 18 to 24 uh, Mm -hmm. i'm sorry and then uh, 28 to 34 right now at 13 percent but we're still popular with the chicks though so where do you think we are now with the with the ladies (laughs) with the ladies I, i don't know have we gotten up to 62 Higher, it's sixty six percent. Ooh, 
Three more percentage points. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Three more percent, then we can focus on that. We'll lose probably 20% of them. So. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. It's still, it still baffles me. I mean, keep listening. I, I think it's awesome. But um, still, I think about it and I listen back to some of the things that we say, and I'm like, Damn, really? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, one way or the other, um, I mean, we're getting – I see that we're getting activity on Facebook. We're getting activity on Instagram. Um, you know, obviously mm-hmm. for the 400 uh, followers just hit today. So, I mean, now we're at four, like I said, four twelve. So, you know, there's been like 13 people that uh, followed us on Instagram just as of today, uh, which is nice. everything. And I, I know I keep saying it. Mike said the same thing. You know, we had such low expectations with this and it's, um, even though we joke about zero expectations, I mean, it just, it's, mm. it's exceeded anything that we could have ever thought about, um, you know, or uh, even imagined. So it's fun. And it's, we're getting involved in a couple of more things, which is where this next little, little piece comes from. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about the sober grid thing. So, and just so everyone knows, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bash sober grid. I, I, I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you what happened. And honestly, I think that, I think there's a lesson to be learned, and that's kind of what I want to talk about, but um, I'll get to that in a minute. But in that, I had posted about it, and there was an individual that was also a member, I think, of Sober Grid, and he said something about, oh, surprise, but if you're looking for a new a new place, to, like a new hangout type of thing, visit this individual. And her mm-hmm. Instagram her Instagram handle is the AF Mom, um, and that's her website too, but I'll get into that in a second. So, of course, first of all, and I, I was messaging back and forth with her because I said, once I looked at it, I'm like, hey, I said, you want to we all connect? Let's do a cross promo, anything like that. And she was sure. all so. So I mentioned her on our page a couple of times, um, mm-hmm. put her on her web. She's she's on our sponsor page now on her website. And I explain that again in a second. And I told her that I go ahead, just give me a quick write up. Um, she's in the process of building this thing that she's doing. And it's a sober chat room. You know, so um, which is cool. And other thing, too, is she's a young person. So maybe this will help with our <laughs> ah, skew that our demographic young younger. Nice. Right. Exactly. So maybe that's where that, you know, less than one percent of that younger group is coming into play now. But I guess we'll figure it out. Um, but so I did. I connected with her. Um, I set up a sponsor page on our website. Uh, please. Two things with that. If um, visit our website, obviously, all of our content is on there. But the sponsor page, what what we'd like to do so far, there's this individual's link on there and I'm going to keep it there. And mm-hmm. there's also a link to, to the Keating Center where Mike and I uh, went through the sober living facility. Um, right. And I put a little did a little write up on the on there. Um, you know, obviously they, they do take donations, visit their website. If you're in the Cleveland area, if you need help, obviously they're there. Uh, but one way or the other, it's a, it's a really good solid sober living community and all seriousness, you know, uh, they, we owe them, we owe them everything, you know, we owe the the Keating center, everything. And that means a lot to us. So once again, that's going to stay up there. If anyone else, and I put this on Instagram also is interested in appearing on that page, we will do it for free. We're not looking to making money off of that. Um, right. Basically, all that we're asking is if you, if we put you on our website, mention us on whatever thing you're doing. The only rule, if there is one, is got to be recovery related, and we're looking at building things as a group. So you help us, we'll help you. That's what we're looking to do. So absolutely. So, 
So, and I, uh, I mentioned a little bit to, to that to Mike before some of these things I, I kind of jump into on my own, which Mike and I know each other well enough. So I'm not uh, jumping into anything that he wouldn't agree with anyhow, but usually right. I do try to, <laughs> I try to keep you up to speed. So I appreciate it. No, I know. I know when it comes to the social media stuff, kids, it's, uh, I'm, I'm handling that, but it's just one of the, mm-hmm. one of the parts, one of the parts that uh, I not only enjoy, but. Um, you know, one of the things that I just ended up taking on when we started it. So, all right. The person that um, had contacted us, and please go ahead and visit. I've got, I'll have her website address on here for you. Um, visit her on Instagram. But I'm just going to read her write-up as she wrote it. And like I said, feel free to visit her either on our website or on Instagram. And her website directly, the link is on, is on our, our sponsor page. So here we go. Um, who remembers ICQ, AOL? Well, those are kind of out, but Slack is in. If you're looking for a booze-free hangout, check out Sober Slack, created by the AF Mom on Instagram. A high school-themed supportive space has eight chat rooms and welcomes everyone. For more information and the invite, check out theafmom.com. That's T-H-E-A-F-M-O-M.com. And here's the funny part. We're, we're messaging back and forth, and... Uh, and, and True story. I said to her, I'm like, hey, just so you know, I said, do you want me to read the letters or do you want me to read the words? Because I'm like, you know, our our podcast, we can say whatever we want. It's explicit if you want. She's like, um, that stands for alcohol free. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, and my I'm mind like, went for as fuck as well. Yeah. Right. You know, and so two things. I, I learned something because I see this all over Instagram and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, right. everyone's ass fuck, you know, and I'm like, OK, how stupid. <laughs> So anyhow, it's the alcohol free mom. So T H E A F mom.com. And that's got links to everything, including this little chat space. I popped into it too. It's pretty cool. And yeah. I think the, the, the last message that I got from her, she had like 18 people that were members. So she's looking at building. We're looking mm-hmm. at building. It seemed like right. a perfect thing to, you know, to kind of come together on. And um, once again, in, in messaging back and forth, she seems really cool. You know, she's a recovery individual, um, you know, and a mom. And, uh, you know, I, I read a little bit about her story and stuff. So um, by all means, visit her. She's supporting us. We want to support her, too. So, yeah. Well, all right. All right. So you want to want to talk about Sober Grid here for a minute? <laughs> sure. Why not? I, you know, again, I'm a Luddite. I have no idea. Half the stuff you said in her little write up, I have no idea what they are. And uh, I've never been to Sober Grid. So let me know what's going on with that. All right. So, and it's um, Sober Grid is an app. And honestly, the, the way that I found it, oh, God, I can't remember if it's uh, before or after I moved back to Wisconsin for sure mm-hmm. afterwards, because I there's two people here locally that I met on sober grid that I've hung out with, uh, that I'm still okay. friends with. And they're women that I met on there, um, sober women. And the original way I found them, I was looking for sober dating apps. So right. no secret. I, I want to date just like everyone else. <laughs> and I was looking, I was looking to date sober people, you know? Sure. Um, so I, I found this and all said and done on that, they, they don't, and they get really, really pissed off if anyone tries to do any sort of like dating type of things on there now. And they're just really hypersensitive, which got kind of weird hmm. to me um, because it seemed like, you know, you get sober people together. What a, I mean, just, it seemed like a great opportunity, not for people to be pigs. People can be pigs anywhere and everywhere. Sure. But the whole idea was you got a group of sober people a sober community why not but anyhow that's not that's not their thing so um but it was i don't know it's a 
it's a bad version of Facebook, I guess, from a technology standpoint. <laughs> All right. And I it from a technology standpoint, they're, they've done a lot in the last six or seven years. And, and I've been around it for a long time. Yeah. You know, so they've done, they've done a lot and it's a little bit, it's great, but I mean, they don't have, they certainly don't have, um, you know, Zuckerberg money or anything like that. So it's, right. but it's not quirky. Who does? It's, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's it's a little clunky, but it's still the the idea was to begin with. I think was behind it have a sober place where people can talk about recovery, all that. Right. So to begin with, um, you know, I did. I, I post on there every once in a while, and over the last probably I don't know three four years, it's become part of my morning routine. I I do my readings. I would do a screenshot of one every single morning as part of my routine. I would post a sober reading on there, which right. quite honestly. Sometimes it's it's hard to find sober things on there because it's turned into a, um, a an app of <clears throat> memes. A lot of the memes that I post on Facebook, a lot of the ones that you see me post, Mike, on, mm-hmm. on Facebook, I've gotten from there. So some of the okay. some of the wicked wicked and raunchy memes I I've gotten that, that I enjoy, okay. I, I've gotten from there. Right. So um, I've gone on there. I go on there twice a day. Well, I did. I go on in the morning to post, and then I go on at night just to do kind of a recap reading and, quite honestly, to grab a meme or two if I, if I found them. Mm-hmm. So um, a couple years ago, maybe two, um, I, I popped off of there for a couple of months because what they were doing is they were getting active on Instagram, and they were just going to openly start openly inviting people to the app. And they, mm-hmm. they put the question out to the community, and they're like, how does everyone feel about this? Is everyone okay with it? And to like message if you have an issue or a question or how you feel. And I was like, I'm against it, you know, because right. I was thinking this is supposed to be a safe place for people to talk about. I've got my picture on there. I don't use my real name, um, mm-hmm. but I was, you know, I was concerned about the anonymity part of it. Right. So I ended up dropping off and I, I explained why. And one of the individuals that was messaging me starts quoting me shit from the big book about this and this and this is what anonymity is and and at that point again probably two three years ago i'm like dude i've been sober for like nine years i said you don't have to read the big book to me (laughs) you know and i wasn't trying to be a dick but i'm just like seriously yeah right yeah you you, it's like you do you um i don't i'm not going to do this anymore and deactivate my account Mm-hmm. So that they deactivated, and after a while, I'm like you know what, that's a month or so, and I'm and I, I I did I felt like I was missing it because I enjoyed that posting on there. Yeah. So I went in, um, set it up again, and I I know both times I I logged in under my email address because you can do email, you could do I think through Facebook, and I'm like I don't want to log in through right. Facebook, right? And then possibly through Google or something, I don't know, but I know I did it by my by my email. Hadn't done. Um, I'm on there for the last couple of years doing my thing and nothing really changed on that. But, um, you know, as far as the, the memes and all that stuff, and I just used it for what I was using it for post and then steal memes. Right. So I think it was Sunday or Monday and I can't remember what day it was, but I went to log on and it got the login screen. So I had my phone save all my passwords. So I hit it. Password doesn't work. Try it again. Password doesn't work. I do a search and find my passwords and there's two things with my email address, like two entries to, to sober grid. So I'm like, let me try this one. Same deal. I look at what the password is. I'm like, eh, that is a password that I've used. Sure. So I do, I do the forgot the password. They say, put in your email and they're like, your email doesn't exist. <clears throat> mm. So I'm like, exactly. Mm. <laughs> 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 so I 
tried it a couple of times. I'm like, well, this is weird. I'm like, I'll look at it later. But I'm connected and following Sober Grid now on Instagram. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to message Sober Grid on Instagram, tell them what my deal is, try to figure out the problem. Right. So I, I message them. And the first thing I get back is, um, well, you were probably, or you're, this is the first thing it says. Your account was probably inactivated because you've been posting um, things about a business item or another type of business or an outside business. You know, okay. so I'll reactivate you, but you have to stop doing that. And they're mm. talking the promos that I do because I've been posting our promos on there. Sure. So, so I message a guy back and I'm like, okay, nobody told me this. He's like, well, right. rules and this and that, and you violated them. And I said, but still, nobody told me this. Mm-hmm. So back and forth, and I'm like, I'm like, whatever, dude. Finally, I'm just because it irritated me. I'm like, why wouldn't you say something, you know, if that was the case? So right. I the guy, I'm like, you know, he goes, I'll, I'll activate you again. I'm like, nope, don't do it. I said, <laughs> I said, do you realize I have a podcast, right? And I said, right. you just gave me, you just gave me some material. And he's like, wait, what are you going <laughs> to talk about? And I'm like, <laughs> stick around, bud. Listen in, you know. And I say, right. It, just, it sounds like a dude. It just does. Uh huh. Right. So I left it be. Later on that day, Monday, Tuesday, whenever it was, sends me a message, and he's like, "Oh, you have two logins, so you're logging into the wrong account." And he said, hmm. uh, "And I said, well, it's still not recognizing my email." And he's right. like, "You would, you if you had activated your account or deactivated your account, you would have a new email." I said, "No, I didn't." He said, you would have to. I said, I did not. I didn't. I know I didn't, you know. So again, this back and forth. And uh, I'm like, whatever this is. And he's like, he's like, by the way, and this is after I already posted on Instagram. So he already saw me slam him on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So then he comes back. I just said this was this. I didn't say that's what happened. But he brought it up right away, you know. So clearly me posting our promos was a problem. And again, I go back to the fact that nobody told me. Right. So. All said and done, I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. I'm kind of washing my hands of it. And I said, I said, just stick around. This gives me more to talk about. And he's like, what are you going to talk about? The fact that you logged into the wrong account and I just left it be. And I'm right. like, okay, okay, fuck knuckle. I got you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> I see where you're coming from. So I'm at this point, you know, I'm, I'm my normal, probably old self and myself now. And I'm fucking irritated. And then mm-hmm. I thought about, about 15, 20 minutes and and I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to talk about this. But then I realized where this is more of a bigger problem. This, number one, has nothing to do with me. I mean, if they want to, if they did inactivate me, which I, or deactivate me, which I think they did, and now they're trying to cover it up. Right. Don't, you know, but because here's the thing I do not need Sober Grid to stay sober. I don't. Right. Yep. And one, it, it was a part of my routine. And I, I'll be honest with you, I miss it because it was a piece of my routine sure. every morning. Right. And, I, it was just something I did, and I was trying to do. Um, I, if you want to say the right thing, I don't know, but I was posting a recovery thing. Not every once in a while, I would post memes also, but specifically every single day without fail for years, I would mm-hmm. post a reading. I did that every day, you know. Right. So, um, but I, I do know for a fact. This I know for a fact because I've heard people write about it, post about it. There are people on Sober Grid, even before the pandemic, that. That was their one and only place, their one and only connection for sobriety. Okay. Yeah. Well, so then I started to think about it. I'm like, because at that point I was thinking, man, I couldn't stay sober on an app. But what if that mm. was, but it's me. What if it's somebody else that that's what they do? I don't care. Do you, if that keeps you sober, 
I don't have anything right. to say about it. Right, right. So, so then I start thinking about what if this was somebody else that really needed that? And now it's like walking you and me walking up to an AA meeting when we were early in recovery and having the fucking doors locked. You know, and you're like, well, mm-hmm. what do I do? And yeah. having nobody, they're like, we're like, we don't know what happened. You can't commit. You know, <laughs> so I started thinking about that much. And, in an, and maybe that's an exaggeration, but I don't think so. <laughs> and, well, and maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I thought about. Because again, and seriously, I don't need sober grid to stay sober, but what if somebody does? And then the other thing I thought about, here's the other thing I thought about was, whatever, if somebody from sober grid is listening to this, because then I start thinking about it from a business standpoint and who represents like the company I work for and all those sort of things. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, sober grid probably needs to get a new representative to handle their social media. That's my opinion. (laughs) Because he and I got into a pissing match, you know, and I <laughs> right. get him. But I mean, he and I got into a pissing match and he represents sober grid. So all these different thoughts came in. But the main thing on top of all that, however they want to run their, I have no idea what their mission statement is. If they have one, I don't know what the community rules are. Um, I know they don't like clearly. People. Right. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> right. But I know they don't like people dating on there, which is fine. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Um, Whatever, whatever it is that their that their point is, I don't know exactly, um, but I just thought that that was weird because I seriously I thought, what if somebody needs it? Um, just a bad way to it's a bad way to to do, and it is. They're a business, you know. Right. And on top of that, you know, a couple of people had posted on um, the post that I had on Instagram. They're like, why would they not want somebody to promote a sober podcast? I'm like, I don't know. I said that's their choice, you know, and they're mm-hmm. looking at it as a, as a business. And if, it, if we were in a position right now to, to run this thing as a business, I would have approached them and probably a lot of people, and maybe we will, you know, approach people to partner with them in some sort of venture, sure. you know, but I don't look at this as a business, you know, this right. is, this is us talking, you know, sober shit and having some fun. Right. Um, you know, so I would understand that if we were a for-profit type of thing out there to try to compete with them or whatever, I get it, uh, you know, from a business standpoint, but that's not what we're doing, you know? So no. that, was the other, that was the other weird thing. But here's what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to put this in our – I'll end up posting this on Instagram, too. If anyone is interested in an app, and this is a, another sober app that I found, again, a few years ago. It's called Lucid, L-O-O-S-I-D. Hmm. So again, Lucid, L-O-O-S-I-D. Now, I joined it. Again, it's a, it has the same type of thing, but it's more robust. They do have, they do have a dating area. They have um, links to meetings. They also have uh, where you can post your stories. It's chat stuff. It's kind of cool. They got like this whole big realm of things. But on top of that, that other podcast that I, that I listened to, they right. interviewed the guy, the, the founder, the guy who runs Lucid. Number one, dude's got a great story. He's got recovery time. And I really, his idea is what I was just talking about. He's like, he goes, I'm willing to partner with anyone. He goes, if they're in recovery, he goes, reach out to me, man. He goes, we're all, we're all working on this together. And that's kind of where, I mean, really cool. So again, I I have no affiliation. We have no affiliation with them at all. But if you're going to, if you're looking for an all around app with a dude that's got good sobriety time, plus a great attitude. And again, it's lucid L O S S I D. And it's free to join. I joined. And again, I'm not <laughs> not getting paid for this, but the dude's cool. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. But, um, you know, so that was the little, again, sober grid thing. And like I said, I didn't really want to bash them up too much. Seriously, the more I thought about it, I'm just like, man, this is just 
it was just, uh, I don't know, kind of a bad on a, on a business level, but on top of that, thinking more about somebody who might actually need them, you know, for recovery. But, uh, yeah, just weird stuff. Okay. Very. It was the, uh, the, the sober grid, the original one, the original post, uh, was the, it's been the top post on our Instagram page from day one. So it's the number one, <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I also tagged them in it, which I'll do again, you know, cause I think that's how we pulled in so many people on that post. Um, cause I actually tagged them. So I think I'll do that again, but, uh, nice. all right. So, um, next week I'm going to be in Cleveland. So I don't know what, if we're going to try to record on, Probably not Friday because you want to go. I'd like to go to a meeting on Friday. Right. I figured you would. Yeah, I figured you would, too, because that's a that's a big day for you. And then we we we've got an anniversary. Both of us have our anniversaries coming up this week. So that's uh, mm-hmm. every year we get together when when I was in Cleveland. I mean, obviously, we were there in the same city. But with the exception of the pandemic year, um, which is 2000, yeah, 2020, which kind of right. sucked because that was our that was our 10 year. Um, yeah. but every other year. Every other year we've gotten together and uh, we just hang out and go to a meeting and get our coins and do all this stuff. So it's a big deal. But um, but yeah, so we'll be in we'll be in Cleveland actually together and uh, maybe on Saturday, I would guess, have some time to maybe record this episode live from Cleveland. Right. We will do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so the the other thing, too, that uh, um, this is a this is always a weird time. I mean, it's only a few days away from my anniversary, a week away from yours. Um, Mm -hmm. Just it's it's always a it's an exciting time, but it's also it's it's weird. I still get nervous coming up to an anniversary. And uh, and I don't know why, but it gives me it always gives me kind of a chance to to reflect and stuff like that. So I was thinking about do you remember um, and I remember a couple of things about our our first anniversary and um, mm. do you anything stick out from both of our one year anniversaries for you? I mean, anything at all? Uh, <laughs> honestly, um, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't remember much at all about it. Um, really? I really, I really don't. <laughs> Bloody 11 years ago, man. I, I can right. hardly remember yesterday. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, not, you know, I mean, it was, I, you know, I remember it was, it was clearly significant. It was the longest I had been sober since I was, you know, nine years old. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I remember the, the feeling of, of pride and, and excitement and, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, pride, ego, all that good stuff. Cause you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm still working on that crap. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, uh, nothing really. God, I don't, I don't even remember like what day of the <laughs> week it was, or because that would probably rattle some brain cells. But um, yeah, that's a that's a good. But I don't remember. I guess I don't remember the day of the week. I just remember being. You know what? It was either for me. It was either well, it was a Keating Center meeting because that was the one thing that I remember. Um, for for my anniversary, you and I, we always sat at that front table closest to the like the podium and stuff like that. Do you remember that right. front table we'd sit at? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so it was you and me, and I don't remember who else, but then um, one of our other uh, guy we knew was sitting across the table from us. So in most meetings that, you know, for people who've been in meetings, you know how this goes. At some point in the meeting, you know, they usually celebrate, obviously, time. Certain meetings, mm-hmm. it's only, a, you know, a year and more. And some meetings, it's months up to that point. But whatever, it got to the point where 
where I could stand up and, um, you know, announce my, my year. So I did. And, you know, you, you get the typical clapping and stuff like that. It was great. Like you mm-hmm. said, the, <laughs> the, the ego part of it. And I was, I mean, I was, I was fucking proud of it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I sit down and I remember you were sitting right next to me and you, you're reaching into your pocket. And then our other friend from across the table sets a coin in front of me. <laughs> and the I do remember his, that. Okay. So, and I'm not going to name names because it's unimportant, but then you look over at me and you just kind of handed me this coin. And I'm like, I'm like, cause I, you know, I said, Hey, thank you to this person that was in front of me, but, but you, you and I had gotten pretty close at that point. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was, it was meaningful and I still have that coin. That's my, that's my one year coin in, in my frame. So I got my frame with all my coins and it's your, the coin that you gave me, I still have it because it's, it meant something to me, but I just Mm -hmm. remembered that the look, the look on your face, you're just kind of (laughs) like, right. (laughs) Because you had it all planned out, you know, you, and you did, you just, let me step back a little bit again. So (laughs) for for every, for everyone out there, okay, just go on the website, look at Mike's picture and then Mm -hmm. look at my picture. Mm -hmm. Forget the fact that I've got moist on my shirt because that that makes me look less appealing maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Or more. Or uh, Thank you. We're we're popular with the ladies. (laughs) That's right. But but so seriously, the, you know, from in the the judge a book by its cover type of thing, a lot of times, whether it's right or wrong, if you and I Mm -hmm. joke about this all the time, that somebody might look at me and like, oh, he looks like a fine young fellow. They look at you like, what the (laughs) right here's the thing and um i mean mike thinks about things more than i do he's Mm -hmm. more um he's certainly more has more forethought and thinks ahead about things far more than i ever do he'll be more forehead too yeah well yeah you do you got a whole lot of forehead (laughs) so um he he's actually a in my opinion he's a far better human being than me no god Um, well, here's here's a couple of examples. Number one, I just told that story. This dude had this planned out to give me a coin. I never mm-hmm. given him a coin for his anniversary. Never. It never even right. crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Now, also gave me a gift. Do you remember what gift you gave me for my for my one anniversary? <laughs> yeah, I got you a big book cover. Right. And it's it wasn't just, you know, like the thing you made in school with like some paper mess on it. <laughs> this is, this is Macaroni nice. and glue. Right. It wasn't this. It's a nice leather, black leather cover for my big book with mm-hmm. another coin inside uh, with an, I can't remember what the saying is, but another, you know, recovery based coin on it. It's nice. Right. And a little thing on top. I think the serenity prayers on, on the front. Right. So, and again, I never thought twice about getting him a gift. And remember, he and I are not only good friends and we were pretty close at that point, but we're living together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) occurred to me so of course after that i'm like well fuck he got me a gift i'm like i guess i gotta get him something (laughs) (laughs) so so it comes up and his anniversary is a you know three four days later so his anniversary is coming up and Mm -hmm. and all i could say was uh so what do you want (laughs) (laughs) And, and do you remember what i bought you Oh, yeah. You got me a very nice rolling machine, cigarette rolling machine. Okay. so And I needed it. He did. He, he It's a cigarette rolling machine because he used to roll his own cigarettes. But right. So here's the deal, though. He got me something in honor of me trying to save my life. <laughs> I got him something to kill him. Okay, That's right. Something to help kill him. <laughs> yep. A cigarette 
roller. I'm, it's, it's the equivalent of me buying him a gun and he just had to put the bullets in. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, so that's, that's an example of the two different type of people we are. And that's a true story. <laughs> it is. And that cigarette rolling machine got donated to the Keating Center when I finally got a decent job and could buy pre-rolled cigarettes again. <laughs> right. Right. But it's just that I, I'll never forget that's the story. Of the coin is the one that really cracks me up. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that one. And uh, what did you when did you lead or where did you lead for the first time? And I, I know where mine was at the Keating Center, but I've talked enough. So when where did you lead? No, yeah, mine was at the Keating Center as well. Yeah, it was, was it, a, right? that, it was a Thursday night meeting. It was, um, yeah, probably a week or so after you did. Okay. Well, yeah, that one I do remember. My first lead was at the Keating Center. And, of course, yeah, I, had, was- I had to get my fifth step done. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I couldn't lead, according to my sponsor at the time. Um, yeah, you know, and so I did. I went and... Uh, <laughs> went and had a little talk with a priest because again that was suggested to me and uh yeah went and had a little talk with the priest and then i got to go do my first lead about a week or so later of course i i waited till the last minute to get that fifth step done but <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i and i did too because i was supposed to i had a uh i had it because you and i went to the same priest um uh, because mm-hmm. it was he was, I think, God, I can't remember. It might've been my sponsor that gave, gave me his, his name and we're somehow we got it from the same, of course, the same group of guys, right. um, but same deal. I did. I put everything off and I had it set. I had my uh, fifth step set <clears throat> to be done uh, the day before my anniversary. So it would have been the 17th nice. of, of April. And it was that, that year was Easter week. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's a priest. Mm-hmm. So, so he ended up, uh, I got a call from, you know, from one of the, the people from the office, like, um, yes, uh, he's a little busy this week with Easter. So we're going to have to postpone it. I'm, I'm like, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> same deal, you know, cause I, I had so much to say and I know you did too. We mm-hmm. both wanted to get up there and, you know, and, and spill our, spill our guts up on, up at a podium because, you know, we right. had a lot to say it one year. Yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> We've been sitting there quiet for a year, man. We, we were ready to go. <laughs> Right. Well, and yeah. And uh, so two things, too. And like tell that story about the whole sitting quiet, but also um, talk about no fronts, because that's the other thing that popped into my head. So I'm like, can we even talk about our anniversary? But talk about that sitting for a year, because I think that was important. I think it is important. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's not in the big book anywhere. Um, but the guy group of guys that we ran with um, and it was um, I, I, it was Marty, too, man. It was it was a. Uh, kind of an unwritten rule at the Keating centers. You don't comment, you don't talk, you don't do anything till you get your first year, um, which I'm glad, you know, because, um, well, you know, nine times out of 10, when somebody stands up with two weeks and they have a comment, it's usually not all that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more proof that they, that these guys that came before us knew what the hell they were doing. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we didn't comment, we didn't talk, we didn't do anything. Well, I mean, we did things, but you know, you don't comment, you don't talk, you don't have anything to say. And, um, actually <laughs> I, I was in a, uh, a, a Facebook group, uh, sobriety recovery one. And I brought that one up this a couple years ago. 
and I got some shit. Really? When I, yeah, oh yeah. You know, the, the people were like, you know, uh, well, I said something. Uh, I said something like, uh, uh, you know, I, you don't have any, you don't have anything I want. You don't have anything I want to hear. And uh, oh, people were just upset, man. They they were. <laughs> Well, the newcomer is the most important person at the meeting, and I understand that, but they don't have anything to say, and they sure as hell don't have anything I want. <laughs> and so, so let's let's step back and just pause there for a minute for a second, and mm-hmm. here's the thing. The, the way that Mike and I, and I, I always say that the way that we were raised up in, in mm-hmm. AA, because we were, the way we were raised in recovery is by... Um, old school, no nonsense dudes, you know, and, right. but these, these were guys that had, um, I mean, our sponsor at the time that he was sponsoring us had probably what, three, four years when he started sponsoring, right. well, no, probably five or six, something like that. He's, he's easily a, a handful of years ahead of us mm-hmm. or close to that. Uh, but whatever it is, you know, three to five years at, at the time. Um, but the people that we went, some of these main groups we went to, we're talking people with, you know, 15, 20, 30 years. Right. Um, right. And sometimes more than that. So mm-hmm. these guys had already walked the path and we respected them and we listened to them. Now, the other thing too is that so many people and and if you're not into AA, I, I get it. I don't I don't I don't care what anyone does to stay sober. I'm just saying what we did and, right. and why I think it worked for for he and I. Because at the time, I mean, two of us to, together, I mean, we're both kind of in that same cloth, right? I mean, we're egotists. We, we felt like we mm-hmm. knew everything and we didn't. And we needed right. to be um, knocked down a few pegs and realize that we weren't the center of, you know, attention and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what they were teaching us. They were teaching us humility. They weren't trying to, to put us down. No, they and, were humiliating us. They were making us humble. Exactly. And there's a, and people, People confuse those words a mm-hmm. lot, you know, you know, um, if, if, if somebody's trying to humble somebody, they're not trying to, they're not being mean to you, you know? Right. Um, but again, that worked for me. And that was honestly, that's the first time in my life that that sort of treatment ever worked on me. I'd usually, you know, flip up the middle finger and fuck you, dude. And I'd oh, walk yeah. the other way. That's right. what I always did. But, and I don't know why I didn't do that. I don't know why I stayed, um, Maybe I had no place else to go. That's true. Maybe mm-hmm. I was done. I don't know. Um, maybe I felt like I needed that. I don't know. Whatever happened, I don't care. It worked, you know, mm-hmm. or at least to this day, <laughs> to this right. day, it's working. Absolutely. And, and I don't, and I never, I never felt, I always felt, and it's a weird thing to say, even at that time, I didn't realize it, but looking back, there was always, I always felt loved. I always felt cared for by these guys, mm-hmm. you right. know, and I knew they weren't, I knew they weren't trying to hurt me. Right. Um, I'd get pissed off certain times at, at people and I know oh, yeah. you did too, but you know, nobody was trying to hurt us. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times that, yeah, Mike and I will speak up like that, especially when you're talking about a Facebook group and people don't agree with us and fine, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm guessing that a lot of the people that are listening, if you're, especially if you didn't come up in the same path, maybe you don't agree with what we're saying, but don't discount what we went through and we're, we're not going to discount what you went through. We're all on the same path is really what it comes right. down to. We would mm-hmm. just talk differently, you know? So, but anyhow, so sorry to interrupt. It just made me, made me think about that. But the, no. the no fronts thing, and this always yeah. came up, you're the one, you're the first person I'd ever heard that from. But um, right. also there was, you know, so talk about what that means and then what, 
what used to happen in meetings that used to drive us nuts. <laughs> well, clearly, no fronts is a drug reference. Um, you know, you get fronted dope. You know, uh, you don't have the money, but, you know, front me the dope and, and clearly I'll use it and uh, I'll get you the money later. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, with time, there are no fronts. We need to earn it. We need to earn every second. I do. And um, so, yeah, there are no fronts in Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, you got to earn it every day. So that's no fronts, you know, because, yeah, in right. meetings, you know, uh, people will say, you know, uh, it, it'll be a Sunday night meeting and they'll say, yeah, on Wednesday, I'll have nine months. Okay, well, we'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully. Right. Yeah, so, so the so the first time that, that Mike said that to me, I didn't know what he was talking about, but I do it to everyone now. And I, I did right. it to um, that uh, my my favorite little friend uh, on Instagram, the, the chick from from California. She's mm-hmm. she's committed. And I hope you listen. I hope she's listening to this because she committed once the, the kids are out of school. It's summertime and things calm down a little bit. I told her I'd stop bothering her, but this is just a little bit of bother. <laughs> but, uh, but no, she's, she is already committed to coming on. She's going to talk with us. So um, cool. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've never talked to her before, but we exchange all this shit. And I'm telling you, dude, for uh, she's like, um, she's like our counterpart. She'll post some shit. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, And I'm just like, I told her it was just the other day. I don't even know what she posted about. I'm like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I said, I think the same thing or the same thing happened to be or this is, it's weird. She's mm-hmm. just right, right with us. I think it'll be a great conversation. But nice. when I first got on, got on Instagram and again, I'm just trying to connect with, you know, anyone I can that's, that's sober. And she mm-hmm. was one of the, I don't know if one of the first people, but certainly in that first group, because it was through the, the other name that I had to begin with. And then um, she did follow me over to, to our page, but um she had a birthday coming up and you know, something like, Oh, tomorrow I'll be 39. I think she's 39. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, I posted, I commented, I just said no fronts. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, and she commented, she's like, no fronts. What does that mean? So I explained it. And then mm-hmm. she thought it was funny. And she's like, well, it's just my birthday. It's not my anniversary. I'm like, okay, so I'll give you that one. But right. so now it's a, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a joke, but yeah. You know, so I, I brought that up. There's not, there's not many people that, that know about that. I didn't know about it. You know, but um, I just think I think it's funny. But, yeah, that happened uh, a couple years ago, probably more than that, three years ago now, probably because three or two years ago was pandemic year. But coming Mm -hmm. up to to my anniversary was the same type of thing where I was at a like a a Friday meeting and my anniversary was on the the next. It could have been Saturday. It could have been Monday, whatever it was. It it was after that date. And my my sponsor at the time, as I was walking, out, he's like, oh, yeah, he goes, you know, happy birthday for Monday. I'm like, it's not Monday yet. This is my mm-hmm. sponsor. I said this too. And he's like, he's like, no, but he goes, I won't see. Him. I'm like, dude, text me. I'm like, right. And he's like, he's like, no, I just wanted to say it in person. I'm like, no, I said, nope. no offense, but I do not accept it. Talk right. to me on Monday. I'm like, I'm like, seriously, it's, it's like a, it's like a paranoia. It's like somebody throwing me a hot rock. I'm like, I ain't touching that fucking thing now. Right. You know, now do I, do I think I'm going to, I'm going to drink between now and Monday? No, mm-hmm. but right. I don't have the time that we have coming up. You know, and we just don't, we just don't do it. And even this weekend, I'm going to get, I'm sure uh, mom and Kathy are going to give me my coin, but I was telling them like, you, I put it in a card, put it in a box, put it in a bag. I put Mm -hmm. it in my bag. I take it home and I I open it up Monday morning. 
You know, it's, right. I'm just very, very adamant about that because it's what we were taught. And I agree with that, you know, wholeheartedly. So yeah, the fronts thing was, uh, it's, it's funny, but um, it is something we live by, you know? Right. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's important. I mean, you know, a big part of, of recovery is we don't live in the past and we don't live in the future. We live in the present. We live in the now. And, um, and I need to earn this stuff every day. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, no fronts, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no fronts, man. So That's other right. quick thing, and, uh, and, and with listening to this, uh, to this other pod podcast, I mean, every once in a while, the, um, you know, there, well, there's a lot of great, uh, great ideas. And I, I do, I mean, I, I seriously enjoy um, listening to it. I do it every night and I know mm -hmm. I've said it, it just, it's like a mini meeting for me. It's, it's just been really good for me to, to listen to that stuff. But um, she's every once in a while, and actually there's, uh, it, it's kind of, well, a couple of different things. So she has a base in AA and she talks about that. She's not, I think she's probably now three and a half, maybe coming up on four years sober. Cause I'm listening to podcasts from like, uh, two years ago. It's like right in, this would have been pandemic time. Like when it started the episodes right. that I'm on right now, which is kind of weird. It's, but it's interesting because I'm, I'm hearing her talk to people about how they're, how they're leading into this. So it's this whole, I'm interested to hear how people got through the whole pandemic, you know? Sure. So it it adds that whole new level of that, but um, I don't think she actively goes to like meetings and stuff now. But that's where she got her start, mm -hmm. steps, sponsor, the whole bit. So so she can kind of flip one way or the other to you know I'm doing this thing now, whereas I, this is where I got my base, and she'll have people on with different things. But one of the questions that she always asks people, which I think is interesting, is you know that if and she says it always this way, and this is this is from the big book. If you know, if drinking is but a symptom, she, she'll always mm -hmm. ask people, um, "Did you ever get down to the root of why you were drinking?" And a right. lot of what people are are talking about is trauma. And she talks about like big trauma versus little trauma. You know, it mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be that you witnessed, you know, um, somebody die in front of you, or, or that you were, you know, mentally or physically abused or anything like that. She's like, right. she talks about maybe it was, maybe you were a product of divorce. Maybe you were, you know, some came from an alcoholic family, all these different things. And, and I started thinking about it. Now that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, I know what my answer is, but do you think, I mean, for you, cause you and I have never talked about this cause I never thought about hmm. it. Do you think that anything that you drank over was based on any, trauma or even even if it's small items like that and and again you and i've never talked about it so i was curious to hear your answer mm, um well when i did my four step <laughs> um the my answer is in the big book you know there's a line in the big book that says the root of our troubles is selfish. I'm paraphrasing it. I'm doing it actually backwards, but the root of our troubles <laughs> is selfishness and self-centeredness. That's the root of my troubles. That's the root of my drinking. That's the root of all my problems of an unhealthy focus on me. And that manifested itself. It was a symptom drinking and drugging. Yeah, of course I had traumas in my life. You know, yeah, product of divorce. My mother was an alcoholic. She was psychologically and physically abusive. Blah, 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 blah. For me. No, I drank because I wanted to feel good. You know? And I, I want to feel good all the time. I want to be comfortable all the time. 
me, selfishness and self-centeredness. You know, yeah, I, I can blame my use on tons of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I've, I've had a bad life. I've had a good life. I've had a medium life. I've had, I've had all kinds of life, you know, but the bottom line is I drank because I wanted to feel good. I use drugs because I wanted to feel good. I want to feel different. I want to be comfortable. Me. That's my problem. You know, and honestly, I, that's pretty much what I thought your answer would be, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I know for a fact, you and I have never used that word in a sentence and talked about it, you know? So I was curious because I thought that maybe, you know, I mean, it's, if nothing else, it's an interesting topic because I thought about it, the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm, you know what the, the weird part is, is that not in those exact words, but along that same road is what mm-hmm. I thought. Because when I got, when I got sober and I didn't want to get sober, I was mad at fucking everyone and fucking right. everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I drank on a Tuesday uh, when I was upset and it was raining and I drank on a Wednesday when it was sunny and I was having the best time of my life. None yep. of that mattered. And there was a point in my life when I tried to pinpoint, well, more than one point, I tried to pinpoint my drinking and my problems on, you know, other people. And mm-hmm. whether it was my, my ex-wives, whether it was a family member, whether it was a friend, whether it was an employer, I always tried to, to pin that on somebody else. And yep. I had so many resentments against um, everyone. I mean, right. every, everyone, people who loved and cared about me and still mm-hmm. do, I had resentments. And you know, and I'm not going to talk about specifics because those sort of things, it's um, just so everyone knows, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about anything that happened to me and anything that I did. But what right. I'm not going to do is I'm not going to talk about somebody else's story, you know, right. or I'm not going to bring about somebody else's story into mine just to just to get people to listen. I, I don't believe in that because Mike and I are along the we believe in this. And it, I was telling somebody this the other day that we were, we were, we were talking about something and we were talking about uh, the four absolutes, which we'll, we should do an episode on that. That'll be easy yeah. enough. Right. Um, but the one thing that I remember you saying it, but you heard it from somebody else. And I don't remember who you heard it from, but you said, you said, um, honesty without love is cruelty, you mm-hmm. know? And do you remember who you heard that from? Cause I know you said it to me once we were talking about something, you repeated it from somebody, but do you I don't know, know some drunk. <laughs> okay, so so same thing. We <laughs> right. it's it's yet another thing that we've stolen, but it, it's true. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you know, if honesty is is the number one thing in my life and Mike's life and something we were taught, but right. you've got to have that love, that that honest caring behind what you're saying, you mm-hmm. know, or you're gonna hurt somebody, it's cruel. Right. So my point to that is I don't need to bring other people into my story just to be honest about it. But the point is, is that I had so many resentments, but Alcoholics Anonymous, the steps, the people, um, everyone for me and for Mike brought both of us through so we could deal with. And here's the other thing I thought about, because, again, I'm I am a, I'm a child of divorce. My dad was a raging alcoholic, um, mm-hmm. all these different things I had. Like you said, I've lived a good life. I've lived a bad life. Right. I've been divorced twice. You know, I have all these different things. You know, I've had financial troubles. I've had women troubles. I've had all this different shit in my life. Yeah. But the thing of it was, is that I had to I had to figure out and I just needed to be a better person and figuring mm-hmm. out what because we were taught there's always our part in a situation, which is tough. Yep. 
Yes, that's a hard part to swallow. If somebody walks up to you on the street and punches you in the face, somehow, some way, we were taught that we have a part in that. I don't know what it is. Maybe I I shouldn't have been there that day, you know? Mm -hmm. But the only way for me to get over those resentments was to find my part in it. And I've done that. I've forgiven myself. I've been forgiven by other people. And I Mm -hmm. stopped blaming people. And that was... Once I got rid of all that stuff, then I, mm. I've, I've lost that urge and, and that reason to drink anymore because I don't have to cover the shit up. I can feel it, you know. Right. So that's the thing, and I and I know there's there's people out there, and I'm not um, I'm not trying to minimize trauma because I know there's there's people out there that not only um, that I know um, personally that have dealt with trauma that are probably listening to us that have dealt with it. You know, if you've had trauma, deal with it, man. Whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. You know, deal with it. I was just kind of curious to get that out between between Mike and I, because there's there's different levels of of that healing in that. You know, for me, it was resentments and me was, you know, being selfish. And, you know, I just I drank. Um, I don't know. I didn't even it wasn't even like because how many times did we hear in leads where people said, you know, I felt out of place and I was the what the square peg in the round hole. And right. I saw how people that were like me. I never did that. I just ended up with people that drank, you know, mm-hmm. so it just. Was I, was I gravitated toward, or did I gravitate towards that? Probably, but it wasn't really conscious, you know? So, so, so I don't know. I mean, I was selfish, self-centered, angry, had no coping skills, all those sort of things. But but yeah, it was just something that that you and I had never, never talked about. So I thought it'd be a, be an interesting kind of interesting topic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, um, you know, the working the steps, working the steps, that eighth step, a big part of it is um forgiving people that hurt you you know when you're making that list of the people that you hurt you also need to forgive the people that hurt you you know realize they've got problems realize they're fallible that that they've they man you know they didn't mean to hurt you but hey, you're, uh, you're uh, forgive them your mic's your mic's cutting out a little bit is it Yep. Is it better? Yeah, that's better. It just it was like when we were testing it before you started. I started to lose uh-huh. you. Right? I think you're. I think you're back. I think it's my splitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you I need to get another one. Yeah. So you said splitter, not slitter, right? Right. Or shitter. Or shitter. Slitter. Right. Barely know her. Right. <laughs> shitter. I'm not German. <laughs> Uh, how do we go from talking about such a deep topic <laughs> to shitters? Because that's, uh, that's what a, we do. Exactly. That's the, that's the beauty of having our own thing here. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean, seriously, it just, um, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was interesting to at least kind of dive into. And, uh, you know, just one of the, one of the things I, I just hadn't thought about it before. And I, I don't right. feel like I don't right now at this point, and maybe that'll change over time because i mean i i've evolved you've evolved and Mm -hmm. in all these things more to be revealed right you know so maybe five years from now i'll you know something will come up and i'm like man i may i need to i want to dig into this but i'm open to it you know i didn't know Mm -hmm. five years ago i'd be sitting here on a friday night talking to you on you know some freaking podcast right and, and realize and actually you know something that i that i feel that i not only want but i that i need something like this i didn't know i need i would need this you know, mm-hmm. but um, all, again, all those things, they, they happen in their in their own time. But, uh, you know, for us, thankfully, they've been <laughs> they've been good things that have happened in their own time for the most part. Right. Right. Absolutely. 
So and, let and one me, more thing on the, uh, on the trauma thing. Yeah, the, uh, you know, I put it in the same category as triggers. It's an excuse. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, I mean, left to my own devices, I can rationalize and justify anything. I did. You know, so, uh, yes, I can blame trauma. I can blame triggers. I can blame, I can blame, blame, blame. Nope. It's all me. It's all me. I make the decisions. I make the choices. I make the choices to do what I have to do to stay away from that first one. Or I don't. Well, and that, and that's exactly what we were talking about that. I mean, we were taught to, to, what, what is our part? Take ours, take responsibility for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that the biggest thing in that, as you were saying that too, with uh, maybe think about is that um, we're not, we're not number one, not owed an apology from anyone, anyone that we thought no. we were wronged by, we're not owed an apology, neither should we, and we shouldn't expect one, you know, when, and if any, if anyone's out there trying to, you know, what, if, whether you want to call it making amends or just kind of making your peace with people, if you go in going, I'm going to say, sorry, now where's mine? Um, you're right. going to get disappointed. I'm telling you. You know, because mm-hmm. there's there's people um, that I have made amends to that, um, you know, have have taken, you know, or talked about their part, whether I've wanted them to or not. Um, there's I, I've luckily never had anyone slam a door in my face or tell me to fuck off or anything like right. that. I, I haven't had I haven't had that happen. But, um, you know, I've had people that I'm, I feel like I was wronged by, you know, and mm-hmm. I've, I've made amends and cleaned up that side of the street and, and, and I'm better for it. If they don't, yeah. if people don't like me and don't want to say, I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck. I just nope. don't, you know, nope. because um, it's, I can't <laughs> back to triggers and whatever it is, that person over there, what we were talking about the, in one of the episodes, that person over there, I don't care if they're, they're mad at me. They're not going to make me drink. You know, nope. it's going to be, if I drink, it's going to be me, <laughs> not mm-hmm. anyone else. <laughs> right. So um, I'm just trying to think here. I had uh, had a couple other things written down here. Nothing really of any substance. Um, so what do you got? I, you're obviously not going down to Indiana. I know that you got uh, plans. You, you're going to see a show tomorrow, or uh, I'm going to see a movie oh, in an cool. old theater. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. <laughs> it's it's a horribly horribly rotten. Beautiful movie. Dennis Hopper all fucked up on drugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see it, it's it's a it's a masterpiece of it's shit. A, it's a horrible, a horrible masterpiece. That's awesome. Yes, it is. All right. Well, yeah, I'll be hanging out with uh, family for for the old right. uh, Easter. Well, I mean, for tomorrow and then uh, you know half the day on Sunday. But um, but yeah. So I think I mean, unless you got anything else, we were you know slowly approaching an hour. But there we um, are. I got really nothing. Yeah, nothing of any real other substance going on here. But hopefully, obviously, everyone has a, a good Easter weekend. Just so you know, Mike yep. and I, um, you know, I told you I'm going to try to um, you know cut this just cut the episode itself. I may listen through just to make sure everything came out. All right. But mm-hmm. um, just cut the episode and then maybe do the promo tomorrow, but uh, this should be up. So you, you guys are listening tonight. It's still, you know, Friday, Friday evening, hopefully, or even Saturday morning, but hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful Easter and ready for you to wing it there, friend. All right. Well, have a happy zombie Jesus day and uh, a Passover <laughs> to the people of the tribe. And uh, you know what? Stay sober this week. Don't hurt anybody. Don't be an asshole. And fuck off.
<laughs> all right, man. Love you, brother. Love you, too. We'll see you all next week from the right, land bye. of Cleve. Yes, we will be there. <laughs> all right, <bud. laughs> all right man. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.